Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hypopolyglot, a podcast dedicated to helping others learn languages. I'm your host, Thad Schmink, and as always, I'm glad that you're listening in. In today's episode, I'm going to respond to a listener who was curious about the resources I am currently using to learn Spanish, but not for the reason that you might think. John, who's an American living in Germany, studying German and Turkish, wrote in, I've enjoyed your episodes on what types of resources one needs to be successful. However, it's still hard for me to feel confident that I'm using the right ones. So even though I'm learning different languages, can you share the resources you are currently using to learn Spanish and maybe include a brief explanation as to why you use that resource? I think this will really help me to better gauge whether or not I'm using the right stuff. Well, John, I hear you and I understand where you're coming from. And I agree. Even though we're not studying the same languages, we can still help each other. In fact, that's exactly what this podcast is all about. So I am more than happy to respond. Of course, before I get started, I want to make it clear that I don't have any affiliations, contracts, or deals with any of these products. And I also feel it's important to remind everybody that what I'm sharing is just a combination of resources I use. There is no one right or wrong combination of resources. In the end, like John, you have to determine what is best for you. Okay, so now that the obligatory disclaimers are out of the way, let's get started. First on the list is a good dictionary. Personally, I love SpanishDictionary.com because it offers everything that I want from a dictionary. Solid definitions, lots of examples, and plenty of word choice suggestions. And on top of that, SpanishDictionary.com has an outstanding verb conjugation section that I find to be extremely helpful. Next on my list is a well-developed YouTube channel called SpanishLand.com. After sampling many other YouTube channels, I just found that I liked the short, concise, standalone lessons offered by this channel. The host is very enthusiastic, which is something I personally look for to help keep my attention, and she teaches key vocabulary using lots of examples. And I guess I just sort of work my way through the videos. Sometimes the videos line up well with what I'm working on with my online tutor, Sometimes they line up well with what I'm learning about in my grammar book, and other times I just use them as nice, self-contained lessons. Another resource that I've been using more and more lately is the subtitle option that Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu offer. So now when I watch my favorite shows, I turn on the Spanish subtitles. Because hearing the information in English and being able to see the Spanish subtitles has been a powerful learning tool And it's a great way to get lots of exposure to Spanish vocabulary. And the bonus is, is that I can still learn some Spanish and watch TV with family and friends at the same time. Next on my list is a subscription to People Magazine in Spanish. It's very affordable. I think I pay around $5 an issue. And I like it because many of the articles pique my interest and they give me some cultural insight as well. And closely related to People Magazine are two books that I purchased online. The first is a book called 100 Conversations for Intermediate Learners. The other is titled 20 Short Stories in Spanish for Beginners. I work my way through them a little bit at a time, and I find them both to be very helpful because, like I say all the time, they help me learn words in context, which I cannot express enough how important that is. And having a bunch of stories and conversations all in one place without having to constantly search the internet is key for me because it saves me a lot of time. Likewise, 
Now that I have moved into a more intermediate level of Spanish, I enjoy reading, or at least trying to read, the first Harry Potter novel in Spanish. Of course, it's very challenging, but I keep the English version nearby to help me out when I get lost or I need some help. And I really enjoy this resource because since I know the story already, I don't have to worry about comprehending every detail of the story or break down every bit of grammar that I come across that I don't understand. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I love my online tutors. Like I've said before, there is nothing like a good tutor. And honestly, this is one of the only ways I really get to practice speaking. Yes, I do get some chances to practice with a few Spanish-speaking friends of mine, but it's not on a regular enough basis, and it's certainly not enough to truly develop the skill. This is why, for me, having a tutor is so important. Now, there are plenty of great platforms out there. Personally, I use the online company called Verbling. And if you want some more information on how I use online tutors, please be sure to check out the second episode of a two-part series that I posted earlier regarding how to use online tutoring. My next resource is perhaps my absolute favorite resource next to my online tutors. It's a YouTube channel called Español con Juan. The host is brilliant. He has a wide variety of videos that teach everything from grammar to vocabulary to culture. His lessons are easy to digest, his pronunciation is clear, and he repeats himself a lot, which is so important for beginners and intermediate listeners. Plus, I just find him to be extremely entertaining, but most importantly, he does a great job of teaching the language, its vocabulary, its grammar, and its subtle nuances in context. Honestly, it's no wonder that he is a powerhouse on YouTube. Now, before I close, I would like to mention three other resources very quickly. The first one is Spotify. I use this to help me get my hands on lots of Spanish songs that I use for listening practice. The second one is my trusty grammar book. Currently, I'm using an outdated textbook titled Nueva Gramática Comunicativa by Phil Turk and Mike Zolo. I just treat it like a fifth grade textbook, if you will, and I work my way through it chapter by chapter, and I reference back to it a lot. Personally, I think all grammar books are pretty much the same. You just need to find one that speaks to you, which can make buying one online a little bit harder than buying one in person because you can't really preview them to get a feel for how they present material online. Third and last is a book called Spanish for Educators by William Harvey. It's a quasi-grammar book slash vocabulary book slash self-contained Spanish program. This is sort of my staple resource that I'm working my way through. And I chose it because it teaches me grammar and vocabulary that is specific to my interest in reason for learning Spanish in the first place, which is to be able to talk to students in my school in their native language. So as you can see, I use a wide variety of resources. And while I have a bit of a routine, honestly, which resource I use and when I use it is totally dependent on my mood, how tired I am, or how tired I am of using any one particular resource. What's important is that I've collected all the resources that I need to develop the skills that I desire to build. Well, I think that wraps things up for today. John, I hope that you found this to be helpful. And as always, thank you everyone for listening in. Until next time, get out there and start chipping away at your next language. This is the Hypopolyglot.